Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome B-Tech Smith and Steve Max. B-Tech Smith and Steve Max. You are now entering the Megacars, the Megacars. <laughs> Ted! What up, Steve? What's up, Ted? Uh, by chance, did you see what's going on outside of our building today? No! Oh, boy. I thought of you immediately. I took a picture. I, didn't I, I just walked through the front of the building. So you didn't happen to see a, a sign outside of the building? No! Oh, my God. Jesus, yes. All right. What I the hell is the, going on, man? They're following that, us. I saw that in the elevator yesterday. What's going on? They're like having a glassy baby event here. So it's like anyone can go into it and just buy glassy babies? Yes. And Son of a bitch. Right? Again, I feel like me and you are nice guys. Yeah. We turn our, turn our anger towards one thing, which seemed like this ridiculously expensive candle holder. Right. But then it's like, oh, they give this much money to charity and stuff. Like, I saw the sign. It's like this glassy baby event. Like, do some good. Right. Buy this expensive piece of glass. Yeah. I know you could get this at Target for 15 cents, but buy it for $60. Dude, my wife's now hooked on these things. Yeah. She, you know, her mom got one. Remember I told you that a little while back and I was like, oh, great. So then my mom, my wife is like, well, if her mom likes it, then she likes it and wants more of them. So when we went to the U Village, there's a glassy baby store. I think I yeah. tweeted you the picture or, mm-hmm. or texted you the picture. I don't always communicate with you via Twitter, but that, it is fun sometimes. Um, so she went, we went in. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even give it a second thought. Yeah. Like, yeah, you probably did tweet me that. I could have. We go in. She picks up two of them to buy. It's going to be like... I don't. Know. I mean, I'm guessing that's like 150. dollars Well, originally she's going to buy three, and I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, this is her money. I mean, whatever the hell she wants to buy, I'm not going to tell her what she can. As long as she pays her student loans, I don't care what she uses her money for. Like that's the only that's our only agreement. Like your money, you make it your job is do whatever the f you want with it, just as long as you pay that student loan. Because I ain't paying that. It's too much money. Yeah. Um. So she's like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll just get two of them. They ring it up. At this point, she still had no idea how much these glassy babies cost. So when they ring it up and it's like, with tax, close to like $140. Yeah, I they were like 80 bucks or something. I think they're like 60 bucks a pop. Yeah. So then, I mean, that's like, yeah, it's about 145-ish dollars. Yeah. She looks at me and goes, am I missing something? And I'm like, oh. And I'm like, no, that's how much they are. And she's like, oh, good thing I put the other one down. And still bought them. And I'm like. I just don't get it. It just looks like a candle holder. I, I don't understand. And of course, I made the mistake of texting my wife, hey, the glassy baby people are here. She's like, what are they doing here? I'm like, crap, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Maybe I should go in there and buy one. No, Steve. No. No? No. Come on, man. We're against these. <laughs> buy her roses and chocolate. Well, I'm trying to need chocolate, but yeah, vegan, vegan chocolate. Yeah, dark chocolate. Yeah. Well, dark chocolate is the best. <laughs> Maybe oh. dark chocolate with sea salt. Are Maybe we, dark chocolate with a little caramel. Ooh, dark chocolate with sea salt. That's the way to go. Come on. Yes. Get her something she wants. Don't, don't wants buy into the glassy baby. She kind of wants glassy babies. <sighs> I'm with you. Maybe I'll get some dark chocolate and hollow it out so it looks like a glassy baby. That, here, would be, that would be incredible. You can enjoy it, but just eat it quickly before it melts. All right, let me ask you this. Okay. If we bought another candle holder that looked like one, do you think they could tell? That's a great question. I don't know. Now I kind of, why don't we just start making our own glassy babies? But like yeah. they have like a weird little like dip at, in the bottom of them and we call them assy babies. <laughs> Each one comes with a piece of chocolate. Yes. <laughs> assy babies. Coming soon to the mega s- shop. To the mega store. Yeah. <laughs> Mega Cats Mega Store. All right, Ted, why don't we get our push-ups out of the way? Get our heart racing, our blood pumping, and our brain functioning. I want to show some love for our boys and why only in the wreckage. Got their new song. Nice. So let's get 10 to Off the Wagon. <laughs> Here we go.
love these guys. Yeah. yeah, Wyatt and the whole crew, they're good dudes. Real good dudes. And they got a show actually uh, this Saturday night at the Mirkwood in Shire Cafe. Oh, the Mirkwood. Is that in Arlington? Yeah. Yeah, they're playing with Superfecta. Oh, no kidding. And then again, on uh, February 25th, they're also playing over at Tony V's Garage. Both are with Superfecta, so you should check out the boys and Wyatt only in the wreckage. Yeah, the Mirkwood is like a home base for all my meltdown people that live up north. Oh. They go there all the time. Yeah, it wouldn't be surprising if like Taryn and the crew are over there. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Tony V's, man. Tony's a nice dude, man. I've always had a blast at Yes, and Everett. Yeah. I think, didn't the new originals play there once? We played there years ago, but it was a different name. It was a different Tony V? No, no, no. So that was Jimmy Z's, right? Oh, Jimmy Z's, Jimmy Z's, and Tony V's, and Vicky V, and Danny V. Well, then they like split it up. So like Tony got like one side, and then the other lady that was the owner got like the other side, and I think she got out of it. So I think Tony has the whole thing again, right? Oh, okay. Like the big, the bigger show. No, Wyatt swears by that club. He always says great things about it, so... Tony's just one of those dudes, man. Hard worker. And like even when like he had to run like the smaller side, like he always had bands in there and he always kept it going. That's cool. Yeah. That's important. Especially in Everett. I don't think there's a lot of live music venues for people to go check out stuff in, in Everett. Yeah. And Tony's just like a tough dude, man. He's one of the tougher people I know. That's why I like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Looks tough. Like the shirts are like Tony V's garage. I'm like, yeah, I'm tough now too, like Tony. So I hang out here and drink beer. Any truth to the rumor that uh, this Saturday a big glassy baby party at Tony V's? <laughs> <laughs> don't put that on Port Sony, man. No, we don't want people showing up. Hey, I heard there's a glassy baby party here tonight. Those are two different crowds. Next thing you know, Tony V punches both of us in the face. Right. Ted Talks, starring Tech Smith. Doesn't Grace kind of sound like she has like a little bit of a New York accent there? It's like ah. Ted Talks. Ted Talks. Ted Talks, starring Tech Smith. Hey, yo, say some stuff, Ted. <laughs> Talk some... I'm getting flaclamped. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Remember Coffee Talk? Yes. That was a great SNL bit. It was. It ran its course quick, but the first couple were awesome. Yeah. It's like Church Lady. It was funny for you, like the first like seven times, and then it kind of went downhill. Yeah, and I think a lot of skits on SNL go that way. Yeah, they kind of beat them until they're completely done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well... Speaking of coffee talk, talking about Tony V, the, the thing I was going to uh, talk this week in the TED Talk is just, uh, you know, sometimes it's very hard to know your impact on others, mm-hmm. but oftentimes I think it can be much greater and you have a bigger impact on people than you ever think about or, or even know, right? Because you don't have that conversation with somebody all the time. You don't see them on the street and say hello to them and then one day stop and they go, hey man, you know, it's always nice that you're, you're, you're nice to me and this and that. So when I went to my mom's retirement party... Seeing all those people and, and the impact she had on that whole building, just mm-hmm. it, it was it was cool. It was mind blowing, and uh, you know, so just be, you know, I mean, I, yeah, overall, most of these TED talks are the same thing, right? Just be a good person and stuff, but just know your your impact is far reaching beyond just what you think it is. And I think the people that are being impacted by that person, every once in a while, maybe should make it a point to let them know. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Because sometimes I saw it. I, I thought it, your mom. And I thought about my dad's retirement party, and it was kind of, it felt like what you tweeted and I read, and I was like, yeah, hell yeah, your mom's awesome. Of course people are going to have great things to say. And it was the same thing with my pops. I remember being at his retirement party, and people were coming up saying how cool my dad is, how helpful he is, and you know, and it's like, wow, this is almost as close to being at your own funeral. I know that sounds kind of morbid. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, obviously, no, we hope that they're not going to have their own funeral anytime in the very near future. Right. But it's like a moment of reflection. It's a moment of show, showering someone with love that more often than not, we don't do. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's, it's cool. Like, I think my, I saw my dad like get pretty teary eyed and he's not, he's not like Tony V tough. <laughs> he's kind of, you know, uh, he's in the middle of Tony V and Glassy Baby. All right. So, all right. But, you know, his eyes don't typically get very glassy. Oh, ironic. <laughs> um, so to see him get emotional and A, from what my brother and I said, and B, from what his coworkers said at his party was pretty cool. Yeah. I think he realized, oh, crap, I did have an impact. And had he not had that party and probably had your mom not had that party, she would have never known and we would have never known how much of a strong impact that our our respected loved ones had on people. Oh, and she didn't even want to have it. That's funny. Yeah. Did I mean, you that get was... her a Marilyn Monroe uh, singing no. telegram? No. But it was funny because, you know, she ran uh, the facilities department in that building, right? The mm-hmm. AFL. So, I mean... What is the AFL? I mean, it, I know they merged oh. with the NFL. No. <laughs> Terrible. Sorry. <laughs> Terrible. The American Federation of Labor and the Congress of Industrial Organizations. Ooh, fancy. Basically, not as much anymore, but it used to be back in the day, all the labor unions belonged to the AFL. Mm-hmm. So the AFL was like the, the big speaker box for them and would go out and do this and that. And, that, and that's where I was a janitor, too. So 
if you're like, say, I think UAW is still in there, one of the you know big union, even if you're a smaller union, you're the carpenters union or whatever, you can use the AFL building because you pay your dues and gotcha. that's the thing. So in this lobby, they have parties all the time, whether retirement parties, uh, presidential kind of stuff. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, you know, uh, Danny Glover, you know, like big, you know, like, I know, right? From like, Lethal Weapon? Yes. Like, my mom has a picture with him. It's awesome. You know, he has, like, I don't know if he still does, but he used to have property on the San Juan Islands. Oh, no kidding. Like, people would spot him sometimes just chilling on a boat. Yeah, so anybody that like that, that's an activist or whatever, can use the building or whatever. So, any, so my mom oh, has cool. planned hundreds, if not thousands, of these parties. So she mm-hmm. was like, I don't know if I want to have the party because the crew has to set it up and all this stuff. Right? You made a living being the party planner. You got to plan a party for yourself. Right, you got to do it. The, I'm out the door. Of course you do. So, number one, like President Trump got the AFL, like, you know, that's a big organization. He doesn't have to come down. He came down and said, hello. He came to your party? Yeah. He came down and said, What's up? I was like, That's pretty cool. And then, uh, you know, like, I worked on the crew, so I know a lot of the people there. Mm-hmm. But just seeing all the people that, I mean, it's been 15 years since I've worked there, I couldn't believe. I mean, it, there had to be, dude, honestly, I bet there might have been 60 or 70 people in that room at one point. Wow. Yeah. I even saw that uh, they even tweeted. Yeah, the AFL even responded. Yeah. Which I thought that had been kind of a, I know it's silly, it's Twitter, but I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was like, the same way. Like, that's pretty, like, that's that's high praise. Yeah, like they the tweeted secretary- about your mom. Yeah, I mean, the secretary treasurer, she was down there for the entire party. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Dude, I, I saw one of my buddies, and I think that's such a cool, um, that just shows what kind of a, a, a company that they're willing to have, like, the big wigs will come down to celebrate somebody's career. Yeah. Or, or in any way, because I'm my buddy Joe is as we've talked to him before when he set up the interviews with uh, the guys from the WWE. Joe is uh, yeah. m- one of the main, if not the main. He's like if there's, I don't know. I, I think he is. I'm pretty sure he's the main PR guy. Uh, but you know they have different PR people doing do- different things. But so he's a PR guy for the WWE, and he posted a picture of his kid's birthday party, and who is posing with his kid, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. That's awesome. And I'm just like. Wow! Like at first, I'm like, you know, immediately think, wow, he brought his kid to like a a, a meet and greet with, and I'm like, wait a minute, he works with those guys, like those are his coworkers, like they are his peers, and I was like, that is so cool that despite the fact that these are like two of, well, number two and number three in the the chain of power in the WWE, yeah, I mean, right up there, they took a moment to stop what they were doing and go visit his kid. That's awesome. Yeah. It made yeah. me just have a lot more respect. Not that I didn't have this. It's not like I hated Triple H or Stephanie McMahon, but I was like, maybe they're not the best people to work with. Who knows? You know, you yeah. Can't. Well, you hear things about that company. Right. You just don't know. And then to see that, I was like, that that's massive points. Massive points. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, uh, Triple H gave his kid the pedigree and spit out his baby milk. It was really weird, but, you know, that's just what you do. That's awesome. Happy birthday. They eat him with a pedigree. In the grass. It's time to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Speaking oh, dude, of- that sh- now that's a show I would watch. Just Triple H pedigreeing kids. Or any wrestler. Like They show up to your party. Yep. They're not in character. It's like John Cena is nice to you the whole time. <laughs> he gives you the attitude adjustment. Yes. And the STF. Actually goes back to being in the STFU, kid. Have you ever seen the video of the, the I don't know if you, I, I know that you're not like super nerdy about like the indie stuff in the world of wrestling, but do you know the Young Bucks? Uh, I don't know if I know them. I'll have to find the video. There's a video that kind of in a way got them to become main, like, the, like almost become a, a conversation in the world of mainstream America. They're known for doing these super kicks like, like, like um, uh, Shawn Michaels used to do and all yeah, that. Like the tr- like the big kick where yeah. you, you get them right in the jaw, sweet chin music. Yeah. Well, they're like, what I love about the Young Bucks is that they've completely like, they're they're like almost giving the middle finger to the old style of wrestling. They're like, you know what? The super kick is the move that is supposed to be a big finisher. We're going to do it like maybe 50 times in a match and we're going to call it a super kick party. And so they'll just keep super kicking people. Like that's just kind of what they do. And they're fun and they're funny and old school wrestlers hate them. The new world of wrestling loves them. They, they, they've made a great career in the world of wrestling because they're able to sell t-shirts super like crazy. Kick party. Yeah. I even downloaded their stupid video game. It's called super kick party. And it's all it is, is that people are trying to get to their merch table and they're super kicking them. That's, that's awesome. That's the app. It's amazing. Right. So they have a kid 
I, I can't remember the full backstory, but I think it was like the kid was like his birthday or her birthday, and like the dad was like, "Hey, I, can my kid come in the ring for her birthday?" And they're like, "Sure," or something. I could be screwing up wrestling nerds, except that I brain fart from time to time, and I know that Macho Man Randy Savage is in the Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Last week, I'm getting tweets, bro. Macho Man's in the Hall of Fame, and then I check like ten minutes later. You corrected yourself. Cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh, why are you live tweeting me? <laughs> um, so anyways, they're like, yeah, bring the kid in the ring. And they gave the kid a super kick. Awesome. And the kid was like totally on board, had fun with it. But like one of the brothers was like, dude, I don't know if we should do this. Like, even though it's obviously it's wrestling and it's, you're not really going to hurt the kid. A kid. But do we want that to spread on the internet? And the other brother was like, no. I, we like controversy gets us attention. You know, that's how we make business. Like we need people talking about us. We need people buying our merch. This, this will work. And they did it and it blew up and it kind of in a weird way, put them on the map for people that aren't wrestling nerds. That's what I'm saying. That's awesome. Oh, it's great. And could you imagine being a kid? And like your favorite wrestlers are like, yeah, Hey, you want to come in? By the way, we're going to super kick you film it. And it's going to become a viral hit. Yeah. I'm in. Oh, now I'm just imagining some some teenager's birthday and Goldberg just spearing him. <laughs> Knocks him out unconscious. Big lawsuit. <laughs> he just peels out on his motorcycle. Did you see uh, Kevin Owens trolling Goldberg on Twitter? No. Because they're going to wrestle. Him I did like, not realize, by the way, Goldberg was that good of a college football player. Yeah, he was a monster. Yes. And he played, what, for the Falcons for a minute? Yeah. Yeah. I, I had no idea. Oh, he was like a... like. A devastating football player. Yeah, and where did he, he played at some big school in the SEC, didn't he? Yeah, I don't remember. You would know better than yeah, me. Yeah, I think he might have. Maybe it was, it was Georgia or something. Well, they post a picture of him and Kevin Owens, and Kevin's like, hey, uh, can somebody also Photoshop uh, a goatee on me and also make it look like it's not graying? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> Goldberg still scares the crap out of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he tried so hard to be like kid friendly, like high fiving kids, but I'm like, you still look like you would eat our souls. Yeah, and like it doesn't work. No, like I get it, but right, it looks like he's just like yeah, like like it's almost like he's angrily having to be friendly. Your kid seems really nice. I might eat its head off. <laughs> I'm Goldberg. You know what? Maybe Goldberg's a bad idea. He might take the the spear and birthday guests too too literally. We might lose a few teenagers in the process. Right, like Bill. That kid had no idea about the bit. You're just hurting children now. <laughs> Who's next? Right, that I get speared. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, Ted. And I'm charging you for every spear. That's right. So you owe me seven hundred dollars. Three fifty a spear. Three fifty a spear. Plus tax. Who's next? <laughs> Goldberg. What do you do with all this money? I buy glassy babies. <laughs> Ted, when we get back, I got to ask you a question. It's all, I need to know if I should be mad. All right. All right. So that's the big question when the Megacast gets back. Nothing is going to save you from taking sleeps or some mess. The Megacast will be back. What's you going to do when the law breaks in? What's you going to do when the law breaks in? It starts with a phone call. Hey, you know that Super Bowl? Yeah, the Patriots might have won it on a technicality that wasn't called. Super Bowl denial. Let's say Falcons make that field goal. It's now 31 to 20. I'm pretty sure the Falcons would have won that Super Bowl. It can ruin friendships, relationships, and take away time in life that you could be doing more enjoyable things. But again, everyone knows the officials are totally always on the Patriots' side. Know that you're not alone. We'll analyze your view. One-on-one? You know, Patriots always get their win by some technicality. Or sharing your views with others in a group setting. Uh, hi, I'm Larry. Hi, Larry. And I was thinking Tom Brady didn't even have to play the first four games of the season. So Matt Ryan really wasn't as well-rested. I didn't even think that was fair. I just wanted to bring that up. Super Bowl denial. No matter if you're angry, upset, 
embarrassed, or a team owner that ventured out of his skybox way too early to celebrate the victory on the sidelines, we can help. We're Super Bowl Denial. So yeah, again, they get a ring, but it's on an unclean game. Call today. Thanks. Yes, eventually, mother sevenfold are back, and so are Chet and Steve. The mega cast is back. So I arrived, neatly and cold. A welcome change from the abates of a ghost town catacomb. Okay, so it was a boy, not a girl. All that right. got, I showed it to Ted. Uh, we just watched it. I'll play the audio so we can do it. And, and, and I'll post this on the Megacast Twitter page at the Megacast. Or you just look up the Young Bucks Super Kid, an eight year old. Super Kid, Yeah, because even, even when I knew what was going to happen, you kind of forget when you're watching the clip. And it's so much. I forgot how much more awesome it is. Like it involves his dad, it yeah. involves the kid kicking the, super, the, the the young buck's ass for a half a second. So, hey, Luke, right? It's so nice to meet you, man. What was your name, J- Jason? And that's the Jeff. dad. Jeff. I knew it was a J. I knew it was a J. I knew it was a J. And it's like in a small hall. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for bringing him out today to this show. Thank you so much, guys. And they just kicked the dad in the face. Right. Now the kid's kicking the young buck's ass. Right. He's throwing a lot of kicks, dude. Yep. Our own Jeff Maverick, and his son is taking it. Wow, look at this. Now he's kicking the young bucks. (laughs) Oh, man. They are getting their butt kicked. And now he goes off the ropes. Oh. And he just lands the kid. And he takes an amazing bump. Like, he drops. I know. Ted's reaction. Like, what? Make sure when you watch this, watch it with someone that doesn't know what's about to happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. Steve had just told me that they were going to super kick the kid. But, like, when I started watching it, I was like, oh, they did the dad. The kid's getting him back. Yeah. And then I literally went, oh, he's hitting the ropes. Oh! I got him. That video blew up, of course. You know, oh. and there's some people like, I can't believe you super, you know. It's like, dude, he didn't get hurt. The kid's obviously a very big wrestling fan. He took that hit better than some wrestlers take it. <laughs> like, he sold it better than Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is phenomenal. Yeah. It's one of the best videos ever. All so. right, before we get on, I have to, I, yeah. I still am confused about the damn Bullet Club. Yes. The Bullet Club is like the ultimate non-WWE faction. Okay. It, it spreads to all independent wrestling organizations. Like, they give it a nod. Like, everyone else is completely fine with acknowledge. TNA doesn't, I don't think, really do it too much, but only Cody, Ro- Cody Rhodes right now is wrestling in TNA. I wouldn't be surprised if they acknowledge it from time to time. I haven't been watching a lot of TNA. But Ring of Honor, it, 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 I feel like it, and I could be wrong, uh, but I believe that it really got its, its, its full steam going in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And there's been different people that have been a part of it, but for the most part, it's been the Young Bucks. Then there's Adam Cole. AJ Styles was a member of it for a second. Then he went to the WWE, so they super kicked him out of it. Um, Finn Balor, when he was Prince. Finn Balor was the one, the first one I remember kind of. Yeah. A lot of people really kind of connect Fergal Devitt, Prince Devitt, whatever you want to call him. All right. He was kind of a big part of the the Bullet Club. Uh, Gallows and Anderson. There's right. a lot of guys. I mean, Cody Rhodes right now, um, uh, Kenny Omega, who arguably is the best wrestler in wrestling that's not in the WWE, uh, who should be in the WWE, but I respect the fact that he wants creative control over his character, what he does, and he doesn't want to get, you know, you don't know until you, I mean, some guys come into the WWE, you think they're going to be the biggest stars in the world, but they're not They're not used to the best of their abilities, and they end up being like mid-card guys that aren't doing much. Or it seems like you can be like... I don't know. When I saw NXT and Samoa Joe was the champion, it seemed yep. like everybody liked him. And then I saw him the other night in the WWE, and he's like a total heel. Oh, he's great, too. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's, the only it's, one I don't get is, uh, is what's her name? Nina. Oh, Nia Jax. Nia yeah. Jax. Nia Jax. Do you remember when we saw her take on, uh, was it Asuka in uh, NXT in, at the Paramount? Yeah. And it was awful. She's not good. Yeah. And I, I understand what they're trying to do is make her like this 
she's like the Braun Strowman of the female division. But it's like Braun Strowman can go. He's he's a good character. She her music makes her seem like she's kind of like poppy. Like it doesn't work with the character and the the colorful outfit doesn't work. Nothing works. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Wait, how about Braun Strowman got to wrestle a few of uh, the local guys? At, okay. on Monday Night, did you watch Monday Night Raw? No. Watch Monday Night Raw. And he he has a handicap match against four enhancement talent jobbers. All right. Three of those guys are from here. They wrestle oh, no at 3-2-1. My buddy Mr. Fitness was one of the guys. Nice. He just followed me on Twitter. He's a great dude. We All had him right. on the Mixcast. Uh, and he shared a great story, you know, going back to the whole wrestling thing about Triple H and Stephanie. He says one of the things when he was backstage at Monday Night Raw was they said, look, don't go into Vince's office. Don't approach Stephanie or Triple H unless they approach you. You know, be respectful. This is their work. Obviously, we know that you're excited, but like, respect everybody's privacy and, and their alone time. Everyone works differently. And I'm like, and I, pull, I interrupt him. I'm like, you know, they told you that because somebody at some point did do that. Oh, 100%. Like, who's the guy that walked into, like, he even said, he's like, look, man, they, they, they can kind of do their homework and find out if you're a good enough wrestler to be a part of it, but they can't do enough homework to find out if you have common sense. I'm like, yeah, somebody had to walk into Vince's office and be like, hey, man, I just got some ideas. Yeah, I think. You know, you know, for every time there's a Rudy that gets away with bursting into a coach's office, right? Right. There's probably fifty to a hundred people that shouldn't have done that, right? And you know, that I got mean? cut. The walk-ons that got cut. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I get it. I figured somebody's all jacked up. Like, you know what? This is my chance. I'm going to go in there and tell Vince what's going on. I've got ideas, man. <clears throat> I could totally, I could change the business. Yeah, just give me the chance. I'll be your Stone Cold. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm. That's what I'm pictured happens. So right. Now Instead they, of Stone Cold, I'm Rock Hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why man. do they not have a Rock Hard, <laughs> Rock Hard character that's like Stone Cold? <laughs> you thought Stone Cold was tough. Wait until you meet Rock Hard Steve Miggs. <laughs> I just want to hear the promos for Rock Hard. <laughs> rock Hard. <laughs> I'm here, man. Tonight, I'm taking on Sami Zayn. And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm shaking. I'm throbbing. I'm Rock Hard. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. I'm coming at you head first, Zayn. Throbbing. <laughs> oh. All right, let's talk about. Um, yeah. It's hard to be hard. Hard to be. Hard. It's hard to be mad when I'm so happy doing a podcast with you, Ted. <laughs> but I need to know if I should be mad. I'm gonna try and keep this as vague as humanly possible. All right. So I'm still just imagining. Rock hard is Rock a great. Hard. I know. It's just a great phenomenal thing. Some uh, James Vanderbeek, please somehow Photoshop me in like Stone Cold's get up. And so, Rock hard. Instead of what it should say, hard 316? <laughs> no, throbbing 316? No, it should be rock hard, four and a half. <laughs> 3.6, the inches sign. What is that, the quotation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 3.6. <laughs> and that's the bottom line, because rock hard said so. <laughs> Yeah, it feels warm in here. Yeah, well, Rock Hard just walked in. <laughs> <laughs> what could be my finishing move? <laughs> oh, 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 I don't know that Rock Hard is allowed to have a finishing move. Rock Hard never finishes. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Listen, brother, I could go all night. I'm Rock Hard. <laughs> Rock Hard never finishes. It's like the greatest. That's my T-shirt. You know, I'm doing the Defy thing. Obviously, I'm Steve Miggs, but I think I need to have. Hey, everybody, welcome to Defy. Defy Two, big man event. Davy Richards taking on Pentagon Junior. My name is Rock Hard Steve Miggs. Rock Hard. Rock Hard. Rock Hard. Rock Hard. <laughs> I think I'm just gonna drunkenly start. By the way, yes. Just so you and your Defy buddies know, I'm gonna be in there, white boy wasted. Good. <laughs> Close as I can, just yelling and screaming. Good, and I'll, yeah. I'll get, I'll feed you drink tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Rock hard. Rock hard. Rock hard. <laughs> 
<laughs> What's he say? I'm in the front row and I'm hammered drunk. <laughs> I came here to see rock hard. I came for rock hard. <laughs> I came for rock hard. <laughs> Another shirt. <Right. laughs> I got to trademark this bitch. Oh, man. Imagine another guy. <laughs> Why is there not a wrestler named Rock Hard? Tell you one thing. I'm coming for Rock Hard. When I get in that ring, I'm going to get Rock Hard. I know all of you came here for Rock Hard. The fact of the matter is, I didn't come for you. Rock Hard never finishes. Brother. <laughs> You should wear an old school eight ball jacket. <laughs> oh, dude, we've been talking. One of these days, we need to do it. When we've been joking about doing a video series of us doing like wrestling promos, where we're wrestling, we're in full wrestling gear. Oh yeah, and sweating and just edit it up so it's like, and we call out like actual real wrestlers. That's my name. Yeah, rock hard. What are you gonna be now? <laughs> I guess it's gotta be organic. We'll have to let it just happen. Oh, you said it'll have to be organic. I was like, what am I going to be a vegetable or like a piece of fruit? You know I'm here. No antibiotics. 100% free range chicken. I'm organic Ted Smith. Right? You got rock hard in the organic. Coming for you. Well, he's coming for you. Rock hard never finishes. How do you think rock hard stays like that all night? Organic diet. Eats his vegetables. Organic vegetables. Says his prayers. Organic prayers. And eats his organic vitamins. Brother. Can you imagine people? It's like, well, for the children, their message is very good. But the the sexual overtones are ridiculous with this. Right. I, I now have a child running around the house going, Mommy, I'm rock hard. Right. Mommy, can I get a rock hard doll? I don't want to be rock hard anymore. Mommy, for Halloween, I want to be rock hard. <laughs> let's take a break. Yeah, yeah. Let's try to refocus. We, we, can't, we can't go into being angry when we're rock hard. No. Dude, right. That is the greatest idea. I can't, You're right. I don't know how we've never had this talk. How is this not a thing? Me, rock hard. Somebody's got to make a logo. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to sell the Lulu Club shirts at the next Defy right. event, and I, I want to send money. To, uh, I'm figuring it all out, but that make it like a charitable thing. But I think also I need to make Rock Hard Steve Miggs t-shirts. Yeah. I don't know what the, like a silhouette of me, <laughs> and then just Rock Hard Steve <laughs> Miggs. I mean, given your haircut... I don't think it should be that hard to make your silhouette no. work with the Rock Hard logo. And then on the, bi- on the back, it just says, never finishes. Never finishes. <laughs> this match could go on for hours. Yeah, it could. Because Rock Hard never finishes. Bro, if a Rock Hard chant starts at Defy 2, I, I will be Rock Hard Steve makes. <laughs> the Mega Cats will be back and we'll find out why I'm mad. <laughs> Rock Hard! <laughs> Let's bang our heads to this. The mega cast are going to leave you stranded. But we will be back. Super Bowl is over, and now the Atlanta Falcons are opening a new business. Atlanta Falcons Furniture. You can get handcrafted bare furniture with absolutely no finish. Or Falcons Lawn Chairs. Apply a little bit of pressure, and they fold. Or get the new Falcons Recliner. You can rise up quickly and then fall back. Prices start as low as $34.28. Falcons Furniture is so good, they're giving it away. Atlanta Falcons Furniture, 51 L.I. Avenue, and Choker's Way. It's time for Chegg and Steve to get right and get back to the show. The mega cast is back.
I just in our promos when like you you know the old Road Warriors promos would be like you know uh, Animal would say something like tell him Hawk and then Hawk would come in let it rush like it'd be great if you're like tell him Rock Hard you guys aren't ready for Rock Hard <laughs> let me hear that chant Rock Hard Rock Hard Rock Hard. The other wrestlers are going to think this is the weirdest freaking wrestling promotion that the, the ring announcer <laughs> is getting rock hard chance. Right? Uh, all right, right, Steve. All right, so let's I have a dilemma. Uh, let's focus. Let's forget about being rock hard. Let's forget about the glassy babies or the assy babies. Let's talk. Super kicking children. Super ki- this has been a fun episode, bro. Right? <laughs> I love doing this with you, man. Um, Me too, man. Me too. Uh, <laughs> This is the, I have a question. I want to know that if I'm being, I'm overthinking it. I want to know if I'm being unreasonable and I figured you'd be a good source. All right. So maybe this is like a future segment. Like, should I be mad? And it could be for anybody. Maybe we'll talk more about that in a second. But, um, so like you, we show a lot of love for the local music scene. Of course. Uh, have a lot of love, a lot of friends. Well, I've encountered something odd. Uh, there is a, a band, all right, if in town that I have, I have, and it's it's hard to because I'm worried that people are going to try and put two and two together because we have a lot of love for a lot of bands that have a lot of shows coming up. Eliminate like the the obvious ones. So okay. I mean, like it's definitely not window pane. I'm talking about it's definitely not Wyatt only. Definitely not whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. it's. So I don't want it to, like, I'm going to try and keep it as vague as possible because I don't know if I'm being out of line for feeling this way or being unreasonable. So I've helped them over the years promote their shows. I've had them on my podcasts in the past, right? All right. I've done plenty of free publicity for this group. I've never asked for anything in return, ever. Right. Never. I've I've, I've bought T-shirts. I, I have uh, I've been no problem you know doing whatever. Well, right now, uh, like you, I think just because of the holidays and whatever it may be, I'm a little strapped on cash. Yeah. So I'm trying to be as as reasonable as rock hard can be. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, so they have a future show in in the distant, but not too distant future. Right. And I help them promote it, and I hit them up, and I'm like, hey. If there's any chance, no worries if not, which is stupid, stu- and, and looking back, maybe kind of passive-aggressive of me because I'm, I'm worrying about it now, um, yeah. but I was just like, hey, if you got room on your guest list, if you could put me plus one, I'd love to take my wife, be really cool. Again, never asked for anything in the past, but I've given plenty of favors over the course of several years. Yeah. So I don't hear back from a, for a day. I see that they read it. You know, because it's like a Facebook message. Yeah. Not a big deal. Rock hard, still cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. Yeah. Then I hear back, and they they tell me, uh, not sure. I'll see what I can do. Let me get back to you. I've got some VIPs I need to take care of before I can figure out what I have left on my guest list. Huh. <clears throat> All right. How far out's the show? Um, I'm going to keep it vague, but okay. let's just say it's... Um, like a month or two or like Let's say it's a months? month away. <clears throat> All right. And, and so now, here's my dilemma. Should I be mad? Because there's... Okay, there's two sides. There's the devil on my shoulder, and I'm... I'm, I'm I, this is why I have a hard time with it, because I don't want to feel like I'm being like Billy Big Time. I don't... Here's the deal. Because I would buy a t-shirt. I'm, I have no problem giving money to the band, but it's like, if you could just help me get into the show, I... I Especially since I help promote that show. So I mean, let me let you go, because I'm going to just keep talking in circles. Yeah. Well, that... So a couple things. Number okay. one, you know, like... Uh, you have them on, and you help promote it and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of a general rule of thumb. I mean, even like big bands that come through that are national touring acts, generally, if we have them on the show and we talk to them... Yep. They're like, yeah, of course, man. Like, we'll give you tickets or whatever. Just they, kind of a... The band will typically even say, like Shinedown would say, hey, are you coming to the show? Do you yeah, need tickets? Exactly. I mean, I just had it with Baron Corbin from the WWE. After yeah. we got off the air, he goes, hey, you coming? And I'm like, yeah, I'm coming. He goes, you got front row seats? I'm like, no. I'm, you know, and he tried to get me front row seats. It turned out he couldn't because of they were already spoken for. But, like, again, had him on the show. He liked us. He offered, hey, I'll give you some tickets. Yeah, I mean, I did it with Kid Rock. Right. You know what I mean? So that, it seems odd they would say no. 
So I don't know if you should be mad. I guess my my thought would just be like, because you know you said, hey, if not, no worries or whatever. So you know if they say, hey, I don't, that just seems weird too. We have some VIPs. We got to take that care. That was of. the part that honestly, like, like if, what are are we still talking like a. I don't know. That just like, for that me seems very like they're trying to big time you. That was the part where I was like, if you didn't say that and just said I don't have room, they've already been taken. I would have probably been that wouldn't I would not be mad. It was the VIP line that kind of got under my skin because I'm like, not to sound like a egotistical ass, and I feel weird saying it, but I'm like, who's more VIP than the person that has been promoting the living f out of your show? Like not just on my podcast, but I promoted it in other ways as well. I think that's the for me. So like that's that, what I'm I, saying. If I was I'm in not, a band, that person's very important because they're giving me a lot of love on a big stick that is a radio station. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, right. So for me, and I don't know if this is the correct answer. I wouldn't say that I would be mad about it. I just, I, I just wouldn't promote their stuff again. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless they want like, and it's like, it's not a tick for tack thing. It's just more like, look, you know what? I helped you guys. I helped you out a bunch, but when I, when I needed a favor, when you needed a favor, I gave it to you. When I needed a favor, I didn't get it. I think you're right. Right. I'm not going to so be like, okay. like same thing. Like be like, all right, cool, no worries. You know, and then next time, you know, they want to come in. You know, maybe the mix cast already has some VIPs in there. I, you know, we might have some VIP bands that are yeah. needing to come on our podcast. That like, just seems, again, like you're kind of biting the hand that feeds you. That's what I thought. I was just like, man, and I, I mentioned it to one of my buddies that's in a band, and he went off the like he went off the deep end about it. He's like, that is a load of crap. He's like, honestly, I've been through that, like where somebody that has done a lot for us wanted tickets, and there were none left to have as far as on the guest list. He's like, and what I did is I went out and bought him a pair, never told him I bought it so he wouldn't feel awkward or weird about it, and just told him, yeah, you're on the guest list, and yeah. did it that way. And I'm like, I've done that before when I was in a band. Whenever somebody that was of, of like at the radio station wanted to come, I would tell the, the guy at the door, I'm like, can you put these people on the guest list? He's like, well, your, your guest list is already full. I'm like, can you subtract whatever you were going to pay us at the end of the night so that they can be on the guest list. Like, whoever comes, just mark it down and write down minus $6, minus $6, whatever it is. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, no problem. So, okay. I just wanted to know. That yeah. was really it. Yeah, that would that would get to me, too. Yeah, I was just like, at first it didn't bother me. Then I started, the, the VIP line, I don't know why, but it was just like, dude, who, I want to know who your VIPs are. Like, who's... And, and business-wise, it just doesn't make a ton of sense, right? Like, this is a great exposure, and you have a ton of bands on your podcast. You know what I mean? So like, I always do full video for them. Right, like, I, I film saying. it. You, you I, help about so much. Yeah. Even sh- like, or even, <clears throat> I don't know. I just think there's better ways to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, oh. And so it just kind of got under my skin. Yeah. But I probably end up buying a pair of tickets then, because I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm, that's why I want to throw it out to you. Oh, you can't buy a pair of tickets now. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to see them, though. Yeah, they're, I get that. They are pretty good. I know, that Rock just hard sucks. needs to be there. You know what? You should be pissed. Now I'm pissed. All right, let me t- let's call him right now and yell at them. Right? But this could be fun. Like we were, I, I mentioned this to you, how and you're like, dude, that would be a funny segment on the on the MegaCast. Yeah. Should I be mad? Right. So if anybody is going through something where, because like sometimes we our knee jerk reaction is not necessarily the best reaction. Like my knee jerk reaction was to tell them to go f off. Yeah. And you're dead to us. Yeah, like I was gonna just make it a blanket statement for the entire radio station, and I'm like, that's that's a little that's a little excessive. Like I shouldn't fault the entire band for the for the voice of maybe one or two. Right. So all right. So I kind of ran into the same thing with with same thing local music scene in my podcast. So right. Like I said, like I'm not gonna be a total d about it, but mm-hmm. I just said. Like we are not reaching out to those people anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I have a we, feeling that we're talking about the same people. Like it, right? Like if they, you know, if they contact us, that's one thing. But right. I, like, we're not initiating contact. Like uh, enough. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to say bad things. I'm just not going to do same what here. I had been doing, going out of my way to say good things. And honestly, like, I'll probably tell you who it is. Although I think you could probably put do the math because I just kind of gave it a hint to you. Yeah. Um. But I would never, ever share it with anyone else other than, like, someone that's super close to myself. I'm not going to, like, make it into, like, let me crap on this band. Because they don't deserve that. They're just... No. They're doing what they do. And they might not necessarily... The problem is that the, the people that are involved have been doing it long enough to know that there's a certain I'll wash your back if you wash mine kind of mentality. And, and again, I feel like such a douche bringing it up. But I just wanted to find out, you know, hey, it's a mega family. Not We're not perfect. Um, and I was just no, curious. But, I mean... Hell, let's go back, right, KSW years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our buddy Damon Stewart, right? Yep. So, you know Damon, right? Oh, I love Damon. All right, that's why I said our buddy. 
He got to introduce Alice in Chains on their big, um, more, um, the VHS tape that came out when uh, Facelift, their debut album. All right. The very beginning. And I remember meeting him and I was geeking out because I memorized, yeah, I watched it so much I memorized it. And it's like, hey, this is Damon Stewart from KISW. Ladies and gentlemen, Columbia recording artists, Alice in Chains. That's and then, awesome. And it's like on this promotional video that came with the CD when I bought it when I was younger. And it's yeah. like he's been immortalized as being connected with Alice in Chains, and, and Damon, deservingly so. Right. And Damon still tells stories about, you know, like Nirvana leaving and coming back and being the biggest damn uh, band on the planet. Right. And like running into to Kurt or somebody and they're still like, dude, what's up? Blah, blah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like. That's just part of the game, generally, with, with the bands. Like, right, and especially too, if like they, they pick a band and go, "Oh, we really like you," we can, you know, it, it works well for both of us. Well, I think it's just a lesson in the sense that I've always believed that you don't ever forget the people who helped you get wherever you're getting. Yeah, and um, no matter what success you have, and even if they're not at the same level now that you might be at. Like, you still should afford them the respect that they've earned because they were there for you when you first started whatever, whether it be breaking into radio, music, art, wrestling, you know what I mean? Especially, I think, too, it has to do with who's asking, right? Mm -hmm. So now, if I'm doing one of my cage sports thing, right, and HowQuest always hooks me up with with a a pair of tickets for some friends or whatever, and, and Anthony goes, hey, man, the show's really sold out. We can't do it this time. I'd say, you know what, Anthony, that's fine. As I get, you guys give me a pair of tickets probably every damn show right so like i ask all the time so that's one thing but you know like uh like last night i hit up a buddy for a favor and even he said he goes dude you've never asked me for a favor so i, I got I, you i got you yeah you know or i did it with a buddy for uh the, the what was the, sh- the crazy show we just went to in november the crazy show that we went to Mother in Love Bone. Oh, the Cornell. Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog. Yeah. Right. I had another buddy that works at a place and always took took care of me. He's never asked for a damn thing. And he was like, could you help me with this? And I was yeah. like, yes, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And you gave your own ticket. Right. And so, you never told him that you gave your own ticket. No. The same thing. Like, you don't want them to feel awkward about it. Right. I was just going to ghost on him and disappear and just be like, yeah, go ahead in. Yeah. And then realize, but luckily I wound up coming across an extra ticket and yeah. said, Ted, here's a ticket. And it's actually right next to your buddy. Yeah. Which worked out great so that's what i'm saying like right you're not a person that asks for favors all the time so that kind of makes it even like if he's reaching out for a favor we should probably take care of this one that's what i thought okay yeah. uh so i'm not gonna be necessarily mad but i'm glad to know that i'm not crazy we don't gotta go full like miserable migs yeah let's stay rock hard rock hard's coming from, nope not coming for you and don't finish rock hard's in a weird dilemma rock hard doesn't know to come or to go <laughs> <laughs> so if you have a dilemma in your life that you want to know, you know, you can shoot us an email. You know how to get a hold of us on KSW's website or just send us a tweet at just the Megacast. Just tweet at yeah. us. All right. Look, just tweet at yeah, us. Yeah. Keep it short and simple and just tell us what's up and we'll let you know whether or not you should be mad. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, exactly. Every once in a while, we'll just address it. Should I be mad? <laughs> if you're Falcons fans, you should be mad. Yes. Speaking of the Falcons, did you see Gronkowski yesterday? I saw he was having fun. Gronkowski, yet again... Gives me reasons why I would love to be his buddy. Like, Gronk just does awesome Gronk things. Yeah. So I I grabbed the clip. I don't know if you heard this, but uh, Gronkowski, of course, he's drunk. He almost dropped the Lombardi trophy. I don't know if you saw that. This is when he was on stage, right? Yeah, during the victory parade. I I actually watched this live. Oh, my gosh. Because the NFL Network was running, and this was like 10 a.m., West Coast time. Yeah. So I was just, I hadn't even left. I was sitting at my house and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this parade. He's just hammered, man. Yeah. I just love what he, well, I'll play the clip because I think it's going to be the quote. Is it the, is it the one about uh, Roger Goodell? No. Oh, you didn't hear this one? No. This is the funniest clip ever. So Gronkowski's on stage. He gets the microphone. Now, at this point, I think Gronkowski has thrown his jersey into the crowd. Uh, he might even be shirtless at this moment. At right, one so this point, this is after I saw it. At one point, he's riding on like the little vehicles that they did with, for the parade. Someone threw a beer at him and like stone cold, not rock hard, but stone cold. He grabbed that beer, crushed it, and then spiked it down. You know what he doesn't get enough credit for? He pops him open with his with two teeth. teeth. Yes, that was amazing. He just cracks it open. Just ah. yeah, that didn't look right. No. Visually, it was weird. I'm glad no one else is in the studio but my friend Ted. Mm-hmm. So then he gets on the microphone and he has a. a a very positive message for our commissioner, Roger Goodell. Hey, what do you guys think of Roger Goodell? Boom! Wow. I mean... Hey, what do you guys think of Roger Goodell? Goodell. Boom! They barely got it out. Hey, what do you think about Roger Goodell? Boom! Yeah, that's a tough one, man. 
Because, like, the whole team has been cracking on him and, like, taking shots at him. Right. But, like, Gronk, like, you're not 39. You're not Tom Brady. you got to play in this league for a while. Dude, how great was that Tom Brady handshake with Goodell? I mean, you saw the veins popping out of Brady's forearm. Like, he full-on went aggro on that handshake. I missed the entire second half and all that. You did? You gave yeah. up on it? No, I was on a plane. Oh, that's right. And we went up through Canada, and we lost the direct TV or the live oh, TV feed. Same here, though. Last year, I missed a, a good chunk of the Super Bowl because I was on a plane coming yeah. back from Vegas. But uh, Gronk also, uh, and Kimmel played this clip. I couldn't find it without the Kimmel crowd laughing. So if you hear people laughing, it's not that we have a studio audience. It's because it's from Jimmy Kimmel's show. Uh, but it's uh, Gronkowski at the homecoming parade yesterday, and uh, you could just tell that Gronkowski having a good time. The parade is hands down my favorite event I've been to twice now in my life, so that's just, motiv- just motivating me more to keep getting parades because it's the best time ever. What are you going to tell those, all those kids out there? That all the kids were going ham. Everyone's going ham. I'll tell you the truth, I wasn't even planning on partying coming on this, but the fans were asking for it, and I'm giving the fans what they wanted to get. So I party for the fans. He's rock hard Gronkowski. That's that's that was my favorite quote of all day. I didn't even want to party today. The fans wanted me to party. I'm partying. Should we turn it into a faction like the Bullet Club, the Rock Hard Club? No. Okay. Rock Hard stands alone. That's a good point. Yeah. We don't need a circle of dudes that are in the Rock Hard Club. Many jokes with circle and rock hard. All right, well, I got to get downstairs to get one of those glassy babies, Ted. So it's yeah, about time for us yeah. to get those 10 push ups out of the way. <laughs> Don't forget again to catch Wyatt only in the wreckage. They would put me on a guest list if I asked. Saturday, February 11th with Superfecta over at the Merkwood and Shire Cafe in Arlington. Yeah, man, go to the Merkwood, have some fun. And if you can't go to that one, Tony V's will punch you in the face on February 25th with Wyatt only in the wreckage. <laughs> Let's get 10. This is fun. Yeah, man. Uh, next week, we might be doing a podcast with Bert the Kreischer. Bert, Bert the Machine Kreischer. Or Bert the Kreischer. Bert the Kreischer. We might get drunk with him on a Friday night and then podcast. So if that happens, you'll hear it next week on the Megacast. Yeah, and we'll be at one of the shows, so make sure you say what's up uh, after uh, Bert's set. Friday, we're at the Late Show. Oh, we're at the Late Show Friday. Because right, a couple people are asking already. 10 p.m. Right. show we're going to be at on Friday, so buy tickets if you want to hang out with the Megacast. Yeah. And Bert Kreischer. Yeah. And maybe a special guest appearance from Rock Hard Steve Miggs. Rock Hard. Hey, what do you guys think of Roger Goodell? Boom!